0: Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, with the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity continues. We're now post-Combine, so we are rolling on with our top draft prospect series, and we've got some more information to add to everything because now these uh, prospects have been performing at the Combine or speaking at the Combine, so mock drafts will be changing up. You can check out the latest mock draft tracker on HoustonTexans.com. Drew Doherty does a great job of putting those up. And a guy that might have actually helped his draft stock, if that's even possible— is offensive tackle Iki Ikwanu from NC State. He had a tremendous combine performance, a tremendous podium interview as well. He really talked about his love of musical theater, very well-rounded prospect, Uh, comes from a very athletic family. His, His family, his twin brother plays linebacker at Notre Dame. His dad played basketball in Nigeria. His mom was a track star in high school. He got into some Ivy League schools like Harvard and Yale. So he's just got a combination of everything. He loves theater. He loves acting. And, you know, he's also, hey, he's a really good offensive tackle as well. He was a starting left tackle for NC State as a freshman. So we have a chance to dive a little bit deeper with David Thompson, who covers NC State athletics for USA Today. He's the host of the Beat Leave podcast. Uh, It's Beat Leave, an NC State podcast. And at the end of this podcast, I will let you know where you can hear more of his one-on-one with Iki Iquanu as well. And if you're going to check out the HoustonTexans.com website, I'll have this transcribed, at least a portion of it, and we'll link to it there as well. So we will have that up for you. You'll be able to find it. Let me just put it that way. But without any further ado, let's get right into this week's podcast. The first player I think I'm doing after the combine, we'll do, I try to do like one or two a week. As, as we see fit. Maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but first, Texans fans, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network. Keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. David Thompson for NC State Athletics, uh, covering the team for USA Today. We'll talk Iki Kwanu, some offensive linemen, uh, on this Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. David, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited about this next prospect.
1: Well, thanks for letting me talk about him a little bit. I'm, I'm very excited for his trajectory, and, and it's been really fun to kind of see the world get introduced to to Icky Ekwanu.
0: Yeah, Icky. We call him Icky, but his name is actually I K E M. And I want you to set the record straight. I feel like a lot of people don't call him by his first name because they don't know how to pr- properly pronounce it. And as someone who has a hard to pronounce name, I feel like sure, we should just absolutely. put it out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's just Akeem. So it's, okay. and, and, and I think you put it, you put it well earlier when it was, it's kind of like Hakim, but without the H. So Akeem yeah. Ekwanu.
0: Akeem Iquano, known as Icky. One of the first things I read about Icky was that he's the most feared lineman in the ACC, according to some writers. So what are the strengths of his game and, and what did he do to really earn that moniker?
1: You know, it, it's always funny to hear that because we, you know, I've talked to him a lot off the field and he's just like the gentlest, sweetest, funny guy, you know, likes to prank his roommates. But when he gets on the field, and I think you see this with the top prospects, the best guys in the league, like it's a it's a switch that flips right and he just kind of likes to i don't i don't want to say hurt people but he likes to put people on the ground his his big thing at nc state was pancakes and after every pancake the coaching staff would give him a bottle of syrup and i think he left with 120. I mean, it was a ridiculous amount of syrup that and we always talked about it. it's like, what are you gonna do with all that syrup? He's like, I I can't eat that many pancakes. There's not I think he was donating syrup bottles to people and <laughs> um you know, made me want to get like stock in Aunt Jemima's or whatever, you know, whatever the, the syrup companies are now. But um I think and you saw it on the combine, just how quick he is and how strong he is, and and just that skill set that there's the intangibles, right? The size, the stuff that you can't coach but I think his mental fortitude as well as his as well as his quickness and strength is just going to make him, you know, one of those potential 10 to 12 year Pro Bowl guys that that are really kind of a foundation of, of an offensive line and potentially a team like like the Texans that are really trying to rebuild from the ground up.
0: Yeah, the Texans are picking number three overall, and he's a really interesting prospect. A lot of mock drafts have him going to the Texans if he even makes it to the number three pick because his showing up a combine was so strong. I mean, his his speed, his footwork. I mean, for a man that big to move as quickly as he did, it was it was really impressive. And a lot of people think that he might have made the case to be the number one overall pick in right. the draft with his combine performance. How much do you think that did help his draft stock uh, with teams seeing him in person, talking to him, going through the interviews at the combine?
1: I, I mean, absolutely. I, if you see someone like that, I mean, for these teams that are are normally in the first you know, one through 10 slot. They're either looking for a quarterback. They're looking for someone to protect their quarterback. And he's that guy. He was that guy at NC state. I think in his four years, I think he allowed like one sack his entire career. So that's, that's the guy you want uh, protecting your quarterbacks weak side. And, and with, you know, the speed and strength that uh, that with opposing defensive ends and guys coming around the corner, like you want someone who can match that. Um, and then I think you also want someone who on the line can is smart enough to understand the calls, the reads and and be able to, you know, change quickly to be able to audible and, and he just he has those. Mental and physical strengths that I, I think I would think people are looking for. No one's asking my opinion. You're the first one to act, actually ask. Me. No, <laughs> no one's saying, "Hey, who are we going to spend a million dollars on?" Let's talk to David Thompson. But um, from what I've seen and what I watched at the combine, I mean, he was definitely he he stood out.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the the physical and, and the mental strengths. And his family background is so intriguing because he comes from a long line of of athletes in his family. And then he also got into a couple of Ivy League schools like Harvard and Yale. So what about right. that combination? I mean, how did you really see that play out just in his persona, in the way he attacks the game and, and the way he played on the field?
1: Well, it's funny because you think in a family when you're the potential number one draft pick. You're like the most exciting, you know, that's all they talk about. They're like, you know, we got doctors, we, we've got another son who is, you know, does a lot of like animation for some, you know, big time program. Like everyone in that family is really impressive. So they're like, ah, eh, you know, you're like third in line. That's cool. You play football. That's, that's exciting. <laughs> and for his, you know, his, his dad and his mom, who I, I talked to for a, a couple stories, you know, football was was secondary they're like that's really great but education was the most important thing you know he's one of those like 3.8 4.0 gpa kind of guys and i i just think it's it it, we see it all the time it's really important to not only have the physical attributes but to kind of have you know the in between the years kind of thing and and he's just got a really great supportive family and and obviously the money is very important and very exciting but it's I don't think it's what drives him. Yeah, I, ju- I just think all around he's just a really insightful, interesting young man. I talk to a lot of kids who my background, I used to cover high school sports. And I, you know, I talking with a lot of college athletes, sometimes they, there's not a lot of great perspectives from 18 to 20, 21, 21-year-olds. You know, they haven't experienced a whole lot of life. And he really already is talking about the things outside of football that interest him, the things that he likes. You know, he's just a well-rounded guy. And I think you need someone who has more than just football.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of well-rounded, I thought his media availability at the Combine was just one of the, the most entertaining. He really went viral for uh, just talking about, you know, his love of musical theater. I feel like it really gave everyone a sense of his personality and how much fun he is. I mean, he, he rattled off all the musicals that he'd been in, like in middle school, like 101 Dalmatians and Jungle Book. I mean, mm-hmm. you 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 got a chance to cover him and 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 see that side of his personality. What what else have you learned about him, personally speaking, in your time covering him?
1: I mean, you know, that was one of the things where when you're like the local beat writer and you see that come out, you're like, hey, I wrote that story first. Excuse <laughs> me. Where's my credit? I I know right. you guys knew to ask that. We already question. knew that. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, that that was one of the great things. It's like, yeah, to imagine that kid, you know, very large fifth grader you know, being the jungle book, the aristocrats. Um, I think one of the great things me, that me and him had in common in high school is that we we both sold Cutco knives. Um, oh. I, la- I lasted about a month. He was their top salesman for like three summers in a row.
0: Tremendous. So
1: yeah, so he's that kind of guy. Um, and he also, you know, he's made a lot of money with like Bitcoin and things like that. Like he's an investor, he's smart. Um, and I think, I believe that's, yeah, he studies business administration. So he's already like, that kid is going to whatever kind of money he gets, he's going to figure out how to make more. That money will make money. And then also there's like things that he's like a, a big time prankster and he'd like to prank his roommate, his roommates and stuff like that. And all the guys around him that I talked to would just say like, you know, it's just a, a lot of laughter, a lot of fun and just kind of, you know, like he he didn't big time anyone. He was just a kid who really enjoyed the experience and and loved his team and they loved him back. And and of course, his quarterback loved them because, you know, he stayed off the ground because of them.
0: All right. Well, speaking of his football skills, he started at left tackle for North Carolina State as a true freshman in 2019. He earned freshman All-American honors. What do you remember most about him as a freshman? And at what point did you think, "Hey, this guy could be the number one overall pick in the draft"?
1: I, so I've been covering NC State now for two years. So I don't know, to be honest. I was. Uh, I think I was in. You're not covering
0: him as a freshman.
1: I was. I just so I did not see him as as a freshman, but I saw him as, in his last two years and. I think it was coming into this season where there was kind of I, the athletic did a big profile on him. And that's where this most feared lineman in the ACC sort of came out. And then it was kind of like, okay, eyes on this guy. And, and he's just really been, since he's been recruited, has been this sort of development diamond, you know, it was like, he, he had it there, but the amount of work he puts into his game really started showing off. And then his physical attributes caught up with that. And I, so I think it was coming into this season. It was like, this is, this is a guy. And then as the season just wore on, it was like, he is absolutely, he just physically, you'd see him on the line. He's just, he's, you know, we're up in the press box. He's incredibly easy to spot because he's so big. He just, he looks like an NFL guy playing with college, college guys. And then I think now when you've put him on the combine with everyone else who has that same goal, the same dream, the same attributes, and he shines the way he does, you're like, there's no question anymore. He's a top five guy in this draft and and potentially, you know, a Hall of Fame player.
0: He also played 200 snaps at left guard. So, I mean, is that something, is there something there that, Teams might start him at, at the guard spot. What did you think about him? Did you would you get a chance to see him play guard versus tackle? Or is it just something that's a blip on the radar?
1: Well, I think when you you have that much talent in, in NC State, especially on their their line, had a lot of injuries. And so they kind of just had to, you know, put him where he needed to be. And because of his skills, he can do that. But he'll be, you know, they are going to be looking for him as as a left tackle. But it's one of those things where injuries happen and and if you can be flexible and you can you know, move around on that line, then that just makes you even more of a commodity.
0: All right. I know it's kind of hard with offensive linemen to gauge this, but do you have a most memorable matchup or game of, of Aikies that you've covered that really stands out in your mind? I th-
1: I think just thinking of the the teams that they played the way that he, he played against Clemson. I mean, the, the thing is, is, is that he's one of those guys that you don't, you almost don't have to account for. You're like, okay, Icky's going to take care of this side, the problem's going to be over here. So you almost don't focus on it because you're like, we're not worried about that, you know? And if anything, like we know that they're going to run around him a lot. So, you know, that would be a lot of things that that's something to kind of look at, but with NC state this year, they really didn't run the ball as much as we expected. So a lot of what he was having to do was back up and protect the quarterback. And, and for the amount of times that they passed the ball, that, Devin Leary didn't hit the ground on his side was, was very impressive.
0: It seems like everything's sort of come very easy to him and very naturally to him. But uh, is there some instance of adversity that he's gone through that you saw him come out at the other end?
1: Well, sure. I mean, in, in high school, it was his, it was his twin brother Osita who was, who was the big man on campus. You know, was a four star linebacker and was really kind of the reason Icky ended up getting looks because everyone was coming to see his brother. And his brother ended up going to Notre Dame. Has you know, has, has done okay. Has obviously not shine the way that his brother did. But I think I think that adversity of of being overlooked, of of kind of being like ah, eh, you're the other brother, really stuck with him. Really motivated him. And and I was actually I was talking to our in our North Carolina uh, recruiting guy, and he was telling me that I think for Dave Dorn, this is going to be their third first round pick who was a three-star coming out of college wow. or coming, in, coming into, into college out of high school. So NC State has done a really good job of kind of finding these diamonds in the roughs, these guys who are like, okay, I see the, the potential. And I think Dave Dorn deserves a lot of credit, but Icky is just one of those guys who became very determined at a young age and knew what the goal was, knew what the dream was, and, and luckily his physical attributes were able to sort of link up with that.
0: All right. Well, speaking of potential, now you've got me intrigued about NC State prospects. What about further on in the draft? Let's say uh, you, you get you get past round one. It's not icky. Are there any other NC State prospects that maybe Texans fans should have their eyes out for?
1: So I know you guys are looking for a running back, right?
0: We're looking for everything. Are okay. looking for
1: everything? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think um, Zonovan Bam Bam Knight, who was um, sort of the one-two punch at running back for NC State, I. I think what's going to get him in the door is he's a great kickoff returner. Had two returns for touchdowns, super speedy, great vision. And we actually talked to him a lot about, you know, him developing that skill. And he said, you know, I know I'm going to need something else than just being a running back. And I think that's going to get him in the door. You know, it could be like a sixth, seventh round kind of thing, but he'll be on special teams. I think they're going to see his talent, his work ethic, and really his, his speed Um, and that'll get him maybe as like a third down back to begin with, but he's, he's a prospect. He's someone who could kind of work his way into lineups and, and have some more time. And, and I think actually end up having a pretty decent little NFL career.
0: Well, that's exciting to hear. And I love the nickname bam, especially for a running back. That's a a solid name.
1: It comes from when he was a, he was a kid. He was obsessed with the thing. Was the Flintstones, and he used oh, bam, bam. to walk around and bam, bam things. And so, <laughs> his, and that's his <laughs> uncle was like, "Man, you just like bam, bam." And then, so he shortened it to bam because bam, bam, bam so much. But
0: <laughs> the single bam, I like it. Yeah, All right, just one bam. Just one bam. All right, David. Thanks so much for the time, David Thompson. He covers NC State, and uh, we're talking Icky Aquanu. But before I let you go, David, people can follow you at Dave Th eighty nine. And I know you did a pretty lengthy podcast with Iki Ikuanu in the past. Why don't you tell people where they can find that and, and what they can hear on that?
1: So if you go find that story on uh, Aki uh at the bottom of the link there, or at the bottom of the story, there is a link to the Believe in NC State podcast with Iki, where we talked for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, uh, just about, it, I think it really gives you a good uh, a, a good sense of his love of football, but just kind of how well-rounded of a, of a guy that he is. And, and he's really funny and engaging. And it's just one of the greatest interviews I've ever done. And it was very, it was, a, it wasn't a a and a, it was just two people hanging out talking. And I really enjoyed that. And, and I think if Texans fans want to know a lot about him, that's, that's the best way to get to know him, or read my story too.
0: All right. Well, I will link to it in my story as well. Uh, David, thanks so much for the time and best of luck. All right. Thanks so much. All right, good stuff from David Thompson. And uh, you can check out the B Leave, it's just the letter B and L E A V in NC State podcast and he's got a one-on-one with Iki Kwanu. I will, like I said, link to it in the story version of this series as well. And hey, Bam Knight, running back. I like that. Uh, we're getting some other little nuggets of players to watch from all these different schools. So uh, be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com. I've got a list of all the pro days and some of our takeaways from the combine as well. And you know it. We're going to be talking about it, or we will be talking about it, for a while still on Texans All Access. That's every night, 6 to 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 610. But for now, that's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. And as always, go Texans.